You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. If you were listening to the program this hour, you heard us talking a lot about the idea of two Detroits, one rising, the other static or falling. If you enjoyed that conversation, you might also enjoy talking with us about housing insecurity as part of the Detroit Today Summer Book Club. All summer we are reading the book Evicted by Matthew Desmond and talking on air, in person, and online about the various issues of housing insecurity that uh, plague us here in southeast Michigan. If you go to WDET.org, you can learn more about it, or you can go to Facebook and search for the Detroit Today Summer Book Club. Join us there. Uh, We will also have lots of events throughout the summer that you can come out to and join us to talk about those issues. Okay, Michigan's primary election is in less than three weeks. And to help you prepare to vote, WDET and our partners in the Detroit Journalism Cooperative spent two full days interviewing the Democratic and Republican candidates for governor. Reporters asked a wide range of questions about education, the Great Lakes and water, roads, taxes, government transparency, marijuana, and other important issues in Michigan. And some of those questions came from you, the audience. You can find all of the work online at WDET.org slash elections. It's made possible by the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation. Joining me now to talk about what the candidates said, specifically what surprises came, is Riley Began. She's a reporter at Bridge Magazine. Riley, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, good hey. to be here. Yeah. Uh, in your work, we, which we've linked at the, the, the WDET website, you picked out five surprising things that you heard from candidates. Let's start with the Democrats. What was unexpected in their answers to your questions? Yeah, so we've been following these guys for a long time, and there were still some things that came up that I'd never heard before. Um, so I'll just lay it out. Um, Abdul El Sayed, one thing that surprised me from him was he mentioned that he would want to expand state resources to undocumented immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard him say that before. I one thing in either. particular he said was that he wanted to uh, give undocumented people access to driver's licenses um, and a couple other things like that. And mm. uh, actually, we in Michigan used to give undocumented immigrants driver's licenses. That became illegal in 2008. So mm. that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, one thing that, uh, Sri Tanadar said was, you know, he's, he's wanting to expand a lot of different programs in Michigan. Um, some of them that would bear a pretty, uh, hefty price tag. Mm-hmm. And most of those hinge on a $30 billion bond over 30 years. Wow. Um, yep. So he wants to pay for these programs with this $30 billion bond, but when asked twice, how much his programs would cost, Uh he wasn't able to say that. So we weren't able to get a real calculation there. Yeah. Um, And then then there's the question about how much uh, debt service, $30 billion in borrowing, would add uh, to the the yearly budget. Uh, I would imagine it's not a small number. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And he he kind of went back and forth on saying that certain other things that he would like to raise money for the state – would be used towards servicing that bond, but mm-hmm. then other times he would say, no, that money would go to pay for a different program. So yeah. that was kind of unclear. Mm-hmm. Um, another surprising thing that Tanadar said was um, when asked how he would write the ship in case of a recession coming up, um, he pretty much pinned it, all of his plans on 
creating new construction jobs. He would mm. put some of this money of the $30 billion bond towards um, creating jobs in construction, which would uh, obviously kill two birds with one stone and fixing the roads in Michigan. But, and getting um, people to work, yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, um, we're, we're a little short on time, so I want to quickly get to to the Republicans here uh, sure. and, and what you heard from them that you that you found surprising. Yeah, so um, some of the surprising things from the Republicans, uh, Senator Patrick Colbeck likened the um, expansion, possible expansion of FOIA to um, creating more opportunities for things like the Mueller investigation to mm -hmm. happen. Mm -hmm. um, the connection there is not so clear. Um, one thing that Dr. Jim Hines said was that he wanted to eliminate majors that wouldn't necessarily lead to jobs, um, but then the majors that he suggested were math, chemistry, and uh, ultrasound technology. So, <laughs> and those do pretty clearly lead to jobs. Uh, right. um, something that was interesting from Brian Kelly was, uh, you know, he has this history of a relationship with Flint through the Snyder administration. And when asked what he learned from that situation, he said, uh, going forward, people should believe people when uh, they say that there's a problem. So that was interesting as well. Hmm. Uh, and uh, how much did you see that the candidates uh, were lockstepped sort of with each other and their party platforms, and how much did they sort of vary in some of their answers? Um, I mean, there were some sweeping areas where they really did align. Republicans wanted to keep taxes low, protect charter schools, save money overall for the state. Um, and the Democrats wanted to spend more money on schools and infrastructure and at least have a portion of higher education be free. Mm -hmm. um, but they did differ in uh, in different ways. So Cali tended to say that he wanted a, a small role for government at least um, compared to some of his rivals who were envisioning more often no role for government in a lot of places. But um, to be fair, uh, his main rival, Bill Schuette, wasn't there, so we weren't able to ask him some of those questions. Right. Um, on the Democratic side, Whitmer sort of shied away from saying that she would raise taxes. She didn't necessarily say she wouldn't spend money, but didn't say exactly <laughs> how. pay for it. <laughs> yeah, and um, whereas on the other side, both El Sayed and Tanadar were pretty bullish about saying, you know, we're, we want to raise some more money for these things. Okay. All right. Uh, Riley Began, reporter at Bridge Magazine. Thanks very much for joining us here on Detroit Today. No problem. Thank you. All of WDET's work on this project is online at WDET.org slash elections. You can see all of the interviews uh, that uh, the Detroit Journalism Cooperative did with our gubernatorial candidates. All right. That's going to do it for us today. I will be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. Detroit Today is produced by Laura Weber Davis and Jake Neer. The program director is Joan Isabella. The technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan. And our associate producers are Evan Yee and Gus Navarro. Detroit Today's theme song was composed by WDET's Sam Bobian. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. We'll see you tomorrow.